0: Oh, welcome in, Pixelly Podcast. Aaron,
1: how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Fun week. Got a good guest today. It's gonna be a great podcast.
0: I'm pretty excited. He uh, he figured out how to change his background, so that was that was pretty entertaining, <laughs> to be honest. With you. So, Aaron, yeah, hey, I'll I'll let you do the honors and introduce him.
1: For sure. So uh, today we've got one Isaac Shade. Uh, he is a worker for Sports Illustrated. Um, Locked on Tar Heels podcast. He is also someone that's really cool to me because uh, he's a professor at Ozark Christian College, my alumni. And uh, his background is from Emmanuel Christian Seminary and New Testament studies. He has the best looking hair in the sports business. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Isaac. I appreciate you.
2: (laughs) Oh, man, it's great to be here. I know. I'm sorry. It's all short right now. I'm I'm in the process of growing it out again. (laughs) (laughs) i noticed as soon as you came on i was like that is completely different than
1: the isaac the last i know
2: so for those of you listening that obviously can't see me you can find it on social media or something but (laughs) i have this really long curly hair and i've never found anybody that can cut curly hair well Mm -hmm. so i got it cut i got it cut one time i tried it and i came home and my wife was like homie uh, you look like a soccer mom, <laughs> and so now I just like, I just like grow it out for two years and then shave it all off and start over again. <laughs> nice! Oh my goodness. Well, I, I gotta a... give
0: you kudos. I listened to uh, I listened to Lock on Tar Heels this morning, and I'm very impressed with uh, with your interview skills, how you present yourself, uh, just how you communicate with others. I, I found it really interesting to see. Uh, the point of view from a D1 athlete's mom uh, and how she views this whole student-athlete deal. You know, I, I was a student at one point, so I understand the stresses, but man, it's at a totally different level when it comes to D1 students. So, uh, hey, I just wanted to give you a shout out. That was that was really, really enter- entertaining to me. So
2: That's awesome. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Uh, it's uh, I was talking for those of you listening. I was talking on on today's Locked On Tar Heels podcast with Carla Black, who is Leaky Black's mom, who is one of Carolina's starters, and so just she's a principal, like she just gets life and people uh, mm-hmm. is a- is a good woman, and so man, yeah, it was it was a great time. Just ask questions and get out of the way, you know. So for good.
1: sure, for sure. So uh, when we start off our podcast, we like to uh, bring up the pixilly question of the day and uh senor cody has uh come up with our question today cody you can go ahead and ask that one
0: okay the question is and i heard this on the radio uh the other day or today and it got into a fiasco to say the least uh what defines a taco so at what point does a you know cuisine begin to turn into a taco is it a flour tortilla is it a corn tortilla is it you know, a crunchy shell. What, like, what defines a taco for you? Me first, whoever go for it,
2: man. I don't, I, I grew up on the hard shells. And so when like, just based on experience in history, when I think taco, I go hard shell, um, but then the confusion for me is like I love do y'all ever have like those double deckers from Taco Bell oh, where it's like yeah. a hard shell oh, yes. and uh the, the soft shell wrapped around it with some refried beans in between? Like that is phenomenal. And so to me, that's when a soft shell can turn into a taco. But usually when I think soft shell, I'm thinking burrito or like soft taco, you know. See, that's yeah, what they
0: know. said on the that's what they said on the uh, the radio. They said whenever you start messing with the soft shell. Uh, it's very easy to just you know give it one less one half turn and it becomes a burrito at that point. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to ask that on Pig Silly tonight. So man, I, I
1: man. feel like I always wrap it over, and so I want oh. it to be a taco, mm-hmm. but like I meet the top, so they're folded over each
0: other, so it becomes a burrito. You know what? That's that's a good strategy. You grab it from the top. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because what happens is if I don't do that, everything spills
2: out mm-hmm.
1: the side. Okay, Great point.
2: but here, here's what you, so I'm married a Texan, so I feel like <laughs> okay. I got the inside track here. Oh, Miss shade. So, <laughs> yeah, so so what you do is you actually, before you go like long way, half and half, like hot dog style, mm-hmm. you actually fold the short end in first so that you've mm-hmm. got this folded in bottom part and then the half and half, and so oh. then you can hold it upright, like a wrap. It's almost like a wrap at that point, you know? Uh-huh. And anyway, that's that's what they do.
0: So you've got a half open burrito, basically.
2: Yeah, like the bot, you can hold it upright like a like an ice cream cone or something, you know, or or uh, whatever, and wow. it stays all tucked in, nice and neat, like a sleeping bag. A s- a- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We yes. got this, boys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm gonna next have to podcast. try that
0: next time. Next time, Aaron and I go to dinner together or something, we're gonna we're gonna hit that up. We're gonna try it. The we're gonna the call, waitress- it the s- the call it the what the sleeping bag taco. <laughs> hey, you know what? We could probably make money off that. Just saying. <laughs> Hang on one darn second. <laughs>
1: so, uh, typically on here, we're uh, talking about Arkansas on the podcast, um, but with the background with Isaac today, we wanted to bring up a team that Arkansas knows pretty well in the NCAA tournament. We've had some sad moments over the in recent memory when it comes to North Carolina, such as the 2008 national championship team who utterly destroyed us in the second round. And then in 14 and 15, they defeated us in the second round. So Arkansas does not like to play North Carolina in the tournament. I think the last time we did good was in 95 when we were just – Cody, Dude, I'm not Nolan sure you Richardson were born teams. yet. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Boy, they it, were something. In, yeah. In 95, we uh, we beat you guys to get to the national championship. That's right. But since since then, you know, we we haven't gotten that far. Um, Elite eight last year, sweet 16 this year. But um, anyway, I wanted to transition and say uh, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome what you're doing over there and uh, how you're looking up North Carolina and working for sports illustrated. And so um, what got you into the sport in general and what made you decide to be a North Carolina fan?
2: That's a great question, Aaron. So I grew up in the South in on the South side of Atlanta. So I, was a huge Atlanta, everything Braves, Falcons, hot. Haw- we just traded Matt Ryan. What's going on there? Anyway. <laughs> and Freddie Freeman's gone. I'm all, I'm all, but all the I, emotions. I know, yeah. It's kind
1: of like when Yachty leaves St. <sighs> Louis, we'll feel yes. the same way. Do <laughs> not say that. It's his last
2: year this year. Uh, oh man. So, um, and, and Georgia tech, I liked for a long time, but then I had a, a basketball coach growing up who was a huge North Carolina guy and he just got me in on it. So like, I vividly remember, I mean, I was about eight or nine, but I vividly remember the 93 national championship game, which um, Carolina won. That was the Chris Webber timeout technical. Oh, yes. Yes. That was that game. Against against Michigan. Yeah. Against the Fab Five. Right. Yep. And uh, so I very vividly remember that. And so I just began to like them and college basketball just made sense to me. I was a baseball player. I went to college on a baseball scholarship, but But it was basketball that was like, man, I love this game. I love uh, the intricacy of it. I love, like, it's just so great. Mm -hmm. And, like, this, this tournament in particular is incredible. And so... I I stuck with it like my entire life. Like I've always wanted to be like, I love my writing for North Carolina, but I want to be like a, like a Dickie V kind of national trumpet for college basketball. Yeah. This is the greatest. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't want to be dumb and annoying, but I want to be like, well, this is the greatest thing on the planet. Like it's just so good. And so, um, But you know how a lot of people in life have their jobs and then they need like a creative outlet. So they start playing music or making a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And so for me as as a worship leader, as a musician, I was like, I need a break from the music. And so I was like, what do I love? I've always wanted to try my hand at writing and I love the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team. So let me just start writing a blog about that. So I did. And that's awesome. so it just, it it got some traction and I started writing for this other kind of national startup. I I won't name it because it was, they were just kind of like college bros, you know, and it was anyway. So I went back to my own blog and eventually somebody (laughs) reached out to me. was like, Hey, I don't know if you've seen, but, um, sports illustrated is looking to hire a writer for their North Carolina website. And so I was like, (laughs) Oh, Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but that, what you know what? All the worst they can do is say no. So let me apply right, right. for it and see what happens. And then, lo and behold, I got it. And that's so, awesome. Um, been doing that with Sports Illustrated for a couple years now. Yeah. And the the Locked On podcast is actually a pretty recent thing for me. Um, I, I was actually unfamiliar with with the um network but it's started mm-hmm. by the Utah Jazz's um like radio guys named David Locke locked on okay that makes sense and so yeah. what they do is they have a show for every one of the four major sports leagues uh for each team and then also for each uh they're like, they're starting to work on building it for each of the major college teams and so it's like a daily show 30 minutes so it's supposed to be digestible while you drive to work or whatever and mm-hmm. um and so they they reached out to me a couple months ago and asked if I would host the Tar Heels uh, show. And I was like, I've always wanted to try podcasting. You know, you guys are knocking it out of the park. And so uh, <laughs> I was like, let me let me see what I can do. And so wow. um, just been going a couple weeks now, but but loving it. Yeah.
0: Well, I do know that Arkansas has a locked on hogs podcast, I think. Right. And uh, and I think John Neighbors, is he the that's yeah, That's his he, name. Yep. He does an awesome job whenever he does it. Hopefully we can have him hop on for one of these episodes. But uh man, that's awesome. It sounds like sounds like a lot of luck has happened. Uh, and we just talked about this in the past episode to where, you know, you just take advantage of the opportunities that come your way and you just take no as not an answer. You know what I'm saying? Like you you just take chances and I'll be darned if it works out for you. So yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and that's just you just keep putting yourself out there and, and who knows what can happen in life, you know? And so uh, what, uh, I, yeah, speaking of which, I know a guy that can uh, connect you to John Neighbors. Nice. Hey, <laughs> there we go. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do there. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. That'd be awesome.
0: Okay, uh, okay so I kind of made a little note and this may be past the, uh, past the time here, but whenever I think of uh, North Carolina, whenever I think about their basketball program, I like to think of them as a blue blood and I'm sure you could Google Blue Bloods and basketball, and you'll North Carolina will be in there. Uh, but whenever I think of Blue Bloods, I think of Roy Williams, uh, just a juggernaut. Uh, I think of Coach K at Duke, Calipari at uh, Kentucky, Bill Self at Kansas. Uh, I think of all those in sort of the same bubble, just absolute juggernauts for basketball and huge mentors who have just inspired multiple um, – I don't want to say generations because that would be a little – but multiple – Uh, years, classes of kids who have grown up to become, you know, who knows what. So uh, I just, you know, that, that was something a random thing that I wrote down that I just wanted to put in there that North Carolina is one of those blue bloods that I always see in the tournament just about every single year and it gets a little annoying seeing them yeah. there because they're so darn good. <laughs> they
2: are so uh, good. I know, <laughs> so, I know, like I was ner- the Carolina's last national championship was 2017, and I was like, oh gosh, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because that Is was that the can't... game. Where I think Arkansas was up in the yeah. second round by like mm-hmm. five, <laughs> like five points with a couple minutes to go, and there was a uh, there was a questionable no call that yeah, happened. It was it was, <laughs> it was Joel Berry. <laughs> Uh, driving down the right side of the lane and yes. uh, one Jalen Bravo, Barford. We should have been a charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one
1: Jalen Barford was standing there. And I was actually in the Dominican Republic um, as this game was going on. So I had to look up the. I, I automatically assumed. And I think we beat Seton Hall uh, in the first round to get to you guys. And then I automatically assumed that we were going to lose because it's North Carolina. And I looked up the score and I saw that uh, Arkansas had an opportunity. And then I saw how we lost. And then I was like, what? What is this no call? At least call a block, call a charge, call something because everyone stopped playing. It's all right. You yeah. Know. It's one
2: of those where you got to, you got to call something. The whistle has to blow. Yeah. Right. Here, right, you know? right. Like yeah. whatever you're going to call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's all right though. <laughs> we're bless. not, we're
2: not
0: upset about it. We're or not, anything.
1: We're, we're, we are <laughs> We haven't hey, been through we, almost 30 years of agony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the good news. We can all rally around this. Two rounds later, Carol, uh, Luke May from North Carolina hit this iconic shot to knock Kentucky out of the tournament. And so, you
1: know, at least there's yes. that silver lining. Just, you know, them and St. Peter's have something in
2: common. That's right. Dude, that team, you guys, I'm so excited to watch them again. They're like, it's not luck. They are a great team. Like, what on earth? It's so fun. I think I I
1: saw a stat they were ranked like 119th in defense coming in. So, they're like – I'm like, what the heck? What is this peacock team like? How did they beat Kentucky? How did they beat Sheebway? You know, they're just
2: dude, that dude is a beast.
1: Yeah, he'll probably get National Player of the Year. He should, but absolutely, yeah. But he's he's something. We got we got an opportunity to see him. He's still camping in the lane um, down in Fayetteville. But uh, <laughs>
2: uh, I'm looking I'm looking on Kim Palm right now. I like it's, that. St. Peter's D is 28th, but their offense is 225th. That's what the stat
1: was. Boy, that's that's ugly. That was the stat. Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. This team just decided, you know, Kentucky, come on. We're going to put you in your place, just like, you know, every other team needs to do. And uh, it's crazy. All the uh, Kentucky fans are calling for Coach Cal's head, but the man's got a national championship. And he's got a ton of NBA players, so I don't think he's going uh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: he's got that lifetime contract, so it's like they're going to have to pay him a lot of money to go, away, <laughs> so. right? Yes. But honestly, that St. Peter's Purdue game in the Sweet 16—I can't remember if it's—I think it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've kept up with Purdue much this year, but they have—they <laughs> have this dude that's seven-four uh, that. Edie is his last name. And then they got this other guy coming off the bench, Travion Williams, who's like seven, one or two. And St. Peter's is a pretty undersized team. So I'm so excited for that matchup. It's going to be cool. So that's Friday night Be on, be on the lookout for that one.
0: Threes so, upon threes. <laughs> so uh let me ask you this, Isaac, are you familiar with the Razorbacks at all? Very much. Okay. You follow. Bro,
2: I, okay. I have been. So a couple, I'll, I'll say two big things. I've been watching note for a while and that dude is (laughs) OJD.
0: He's a stud. He
2: is. He is a stud. And then the other thing is you guys probably know this, but Chris likes transferred from Miami. Right. And so he's been given, he's been given the ACC trouble for years, Mm -hmm. just little pesky guy moving amongst the tree. And so don't say uh, little, but but,
0: he's one inch (laughs) shorter than I am. So easy,
2: (laughs) but, Legit, like, I love the way Chris Likes plays the game, right? In in this day and age right. where it's all about height, and even the guards have to be 6'2 or 3'. He He's just out there doing it and making it happen. And so uh, I, I love watching him play. And then, like, coming off the bench for this team, right? Like, he's not a starter even, right? No, no. he's
1: he's no. our first or second guy off the bench. Yeah. He typically so, comes in when JD gets in foul trouble.
2: In foul trouble. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And so just like to have someone of his caliber coming off the bench is, and I don't know if we'll, you know, how much we'll talk about that game against Gonzaga tomorrow uh, or Thursday, excuse me, but um, boy, to have a caliber of no taste starting and then likes coming off the bench. I think that that gives you a good shot against the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah. He's, he's definitely quick. That's why I like watching him. I don't really like slow basketball. That's just my personal thing. I want to, 40 minutes of hell, you know, that's what I was raised on, and I want it yeah. to look like that. I want people yeah, to be running baby. their guts out. And, uh, and man, when Chris gets out there, dude, I don't see him walking at all. Yeah. Like, he is just blazing through the defense, driving the lane, just super impressive at how he holds himself, uh, especially being like 5'8", five, 5'7", five, yeah. no,
1: Well, we want to go fast with this team. Um, we tried to go fast at the beginning of the season, lost <laughs> well, five six. Okay.
0: Connor cannot go very fast. Okay. He's literally a giraffe.
1: He's so. he's seven two. He 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 is he is a uh Chet. Oh, what's Chet's last name? Home zaga.
2: He's a Chet Homegren, but a slower version of Chet. <laughs> dude, Chet Homegren is something. That that come and, and that's what it's gonna come down to in yeah. this game. Is, yeah. is Homegrin and Timmy. And can you do anything with that? Timmy's
0: well, a stud. I'm scared dude. of him. I'm yeah. very scared.
2: And just and classic I, big, you know,
1: like, yeah, he's a
2: he's real deal. I put,
1: I put it on Twitter, but I really do think that what we're going to do is we got a guy named Kamani Johnson. He's, he's a guy that gets he, – he's just one of those beaters down the lane. He's, he's not trying to score you 20 points. He's just trying to be that, you know, that guy that gets rebounds, helps get turnovers. Um, I honestly think they're going to put him on Timmy. Mm. And then they're going to bring Jalen Williams out on Chet and they're going to try to, they're just going to man up and try their best. You know, um, you know, I, another thing I heard on the radio today was that they were going to try to let Timmy score all the points and try to shut down
2: the other four. I, I don't mean,
0: think that's a good idea.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't get
0: paid millions of dollars yeah. to say this, but I'm not sure that's a great idea.
2: <laughs> Dude, like the second half of the, did you guys happen to watch their game against Memphis? Uh, on... Yeah. I think I saw like, the stats. He, yeah, yeah he, I was I was in
1: there cheering for Memphis to knock that off. I, <laughs> well, yeah, I of didn't want to play Gonzaga. So. <laughs> Timmy
2: just, just – it was one of those where he's like, all right, yeah. I'm taking over the second half of this game. They were up and by then...
1: 10. Memphis was up by 10. And um, first off, I was at the baseball game. We were playing Kentucky that night, and they nice. took a shot at Kentucky. And they were like, for those who um, still have a team in the NCAA tournament, we're going to throw the game up on the screen. And so – it was a shot at Kentucky, which and they also said
0: uh, they also said and who won a series in baseball or something like that. <laughs> we had already we were already on our way to sweep them, and they just yeah, stabbed yeah. that dagger on them. Yes,
1: so we had the baseball. We were we're at the baseball game. We have the basketball game on our phones, and then they're showing in between innings up on the screen. And then there's some people, you know, behind us who, you know, are tailgating and they've got the game on their television. So we're like looking all around at the same time. It was awesome. We had our and- phones
0: out. Our phones were draining. <laughs> our battery was like 100 to zero in like 20 minutes because we were yes. in full brightness.
1: Yes. But uh, we played that, you know, that New Mexico State team. And, uh, and I say all this, Gonzaga likes to go up and down. Our first two That's games right. have been against Vermont and New Mexico State, mid-majors. mid Um you know, uh, but as you've seen from this tournament and probably as you've seen from your bracket, if mm-hmm. I had to guess, <laughs> is, is like mid-majors are no slouch this year. And you're, you're just lucky to get past the first round, no matter what seed someone is at this That's point. Right. But we, we won that game 53-48. to 48. Arkansas hit 14 field goals in that game and the rest terrible, were free yeah. throws. Yeah, it was just <laughs> terrible basketball. And so, well, and that's,
2: but that's what the Razorbacks can do, man. Like if you went with it, they shot like 27%, I think. Oh, it was horrible. like Eight, but 22, 20%. Uh, like 20, yeah.
1: yeah. From the free throw line. It was just, it was bad, but it's like, we're ranked uh, 14th in defense uh, efficiency. And I think Gonzaga's ranked number nine, but yep. it's like, if, if Arkansas makes this an ugly game, I like our chances. If it becomes
2: up tempo, I hope JD scores (laughs) fifty. So, and that's the thing. Both, like you said, both teams are so highly ranked defensively, but also tempo. Both teams are top thirty, and Mm -hmm. and so that's that's the Razorbacks' game plan. It's got to be muck it up, let JD run. I mean, I'm like hashtag analysis here, but (laughs) JD's got to go off basically, you know, like and uh, because you can't. It's not. You're not going to be able to score with them in an up-and-down game. So it's like you want the tempo, but also like frenetic at the yes. same time. And so,
1: yeah, Elbow someone in the throat, you know, make yes. them feel some pain.
2: Get a on, mm. The, the must-bus needs to channel <laughs> yes. Nolan
1: Richardson. That's, That's what needs right. to happen. Hey, he's a great coach. We're happy he with this. He has done an awesome job here. And I will so, say uh, this.
0: Uh, Nolan Richardson, and I may misquote him here, dang it. Uh, but he said on the radio this morning something about uh, the Hogs will win uh, tomorrow. Well, we're, we're filming this on Wednesday or recording this on Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. This will come out Friday. He says the Hogs are going to win. So, interesting. Very interesting. Right. Well, he's a, he's a smart man. He's 82 years old,
1: but I guarantee Oof. I wouldn't want to play against him if he was still coaching. So, Heck he'd no. run me to death.
2: It's the boots, man. The boots are what wins the day. <laughs> that's right. Here, so, uh, honestly, here's what needs to happen. Must bus needs to come out without a shirt on and just <laughs> just dominate Mark Few, just embarrass Mark Few, Look, and it'll be on.
0: Establishes yeah, so, uh, alphanism. That's right. <laughs> we beat we beat number
1: one Auburn. We beat little little history. You probably knew this, Isaac, but 1984. North Carolina came down to Pine Bluff with uh, was with some guy named Michael Jordan. And <laughs> he's, he's all right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was the only other number one victory we've had in Arkansas history it was against that North Carolina team. So with, with the shirt coming off, we have at least a 50% shot because we won twice, one shirt on, one shirt off. If if he takes the shirt off, we have a 50% chance of winning that game.
0: Are we taking live bets right now on if he takes the shirt off or not?
1: I think we absolutely should. Yeah, that's right. I'm
0: going to say
2: if we win, yes. Okay.
1: Yes. His shirt is coming off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is he still wearing the sling? I haven't seen it in a while. He took
0: that. So, there was a discussion. uh, I talked about this probably two episodes ago. But there was a discussion between him and uh, the press. Somebody asked him, "Look, Coach, you're undefeated with the sling on, like, or maybe he lost to Alabama. So, basically undefeated with the sling on. Are you sure you want to take this thing off? Are you medically cleared?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm medically cleared, but I'm not cleared by Hunter check right now, and Hunter Yurechek's <laughs> the AD." And uh, he was like, "I still got to have a conversation with my boss," and I guess it went well, and he doesn't have to wear the sling anymore. But uh, he gets a little too excited during the games, and he has to throw some ice or heat or whatever on that shoulder uh, during the post game. So uh, <laughs> he's, he keeps yeah. tearing
1: it up. <laughs> so, awesome. so tr- transitioning from Arkansas, we're going to go to North Carolina real quick. I sure. got to ask you how how cool was it being down in Dallas? And you got to ask questions to Coach Hubert Davis. I mean, you. You were on broadcaster row, right there at the at at the game. How Good awesome question. was that?
2: It was very awesome. <laughs> 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 just to, to uh, answer your question with you, uh, yeah, no, uh, very seriously. Um, it's first off, it's just so nice to be back to a almost normal tournament this year. Mm-hmm. The one, yeah, uh, kind of lasting thing from COVID right now is that locker rooms are still closed. So that was the one point of access we didn't have um, right. as we did this year, which was unfortunate, but um, I think the, the players and coaches kind of knew that and found other ways. So for example, after Carolina's first game was against Marquette on mm-hmm. Thursday, biggest eight, nine margin of victory in tournament. history. Oh which yeah. Is crazy. Like, Oh my goodness. Anyway, after that game um, up for the post uh, post game, they brought three of the starters and coach Davis, but then afterward Carolina's SID came and told us like, Hey, if you want to catch the other two starters, I'm just going to bring them in the hallway for you since we well, can't get in the locker room. So what's an really SID kind, real quick, sorry, S- sports information director okay. Um, okay. it's basically the, the person for um, a, a team that handles all of the, the media stuff, statistical information, um, coordinating press conferences Gotcha. will, um, it, just any of that kind of like stats or media connections. for sure. Um, and so, yeah, so, so SID is, is just how they're referred to. And so, um, Steve Kirshner is the one for North Carolina does a phenomenal job. And so he came by and was like, Hey, I'm going to bring these two guys just out in the hallway, just out outside the media room there. And, and if you want to connect with them and get some of that time you might've in the locker room, that'll be great. But um, talking about media row uh, just so I was like right off the baseline on the sideline, right across from Marquette's bench and had wow. a whole crew of Marquette students right behind me. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was pretty great because they were, they were loud for a while and it just got, <sighs> it just got real quiet. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but um, man, the, the atmosphere of a March madness game in that type of venue. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, the, the Marquette game was great, but then Saturday, Oh my uh, God, started yeah. off with that Baylor game. It was the only game going at that point on. CBS, Were you at that game so, as well? Or did you? Yes, watch So I, no, I was, I was at both of, of oh, those man. So legitimate. Like I I've tried to put together a list since then, but I, I legitimately think, I don't think it's recency bias. That was the most, like stressful, crazy, <laughs> nuts! So live sporting event I've ever been a part of, just because yeah. of of how like Carolina comes out basically in a road game because you're 90 miles from Waco where Baylor is, right. defending national champs, number one seed, and you know so Carolina races out to this 25 point lead. There's this questionable ejection to Brady Manic. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes, I Oklahoma remember transfer. watching that.
1: I was like, "What is? What is this call?" Now, now yeah. I was going for North Carolina because I'm in a bracket uh, with Cody and his other groomsmen. From it's not wedding. going well, by the way. And <laughs> and I needed North Carolina to win because that you know I have them going to the Elite Eight, and so I'm like, "All right, I need North Carolina to pull this sucker off so that I can you know." get some points because it's a nine seed so going to the sweet 16. And when that happened, I was like, no. And then just everything.
2: So yeah, literally like you can literally draw a line in the sand at that moment. He had just hit a three uh, to put it up 25. And then that happens. And over the course of the next 10 minutes, uh, Baylor just does what Baylor does. Is there
1: some questionable calls by the refs? I, yes. I happen yes. to
2: be annoyed by the refs as well. Yeah, they, they weren't great. And so um, – but it got – like, I literally leaned over to the people next to me and I said, if this game goes to overtime, I like, I'll freely admit this. Carolina does not win this game if it goes to overtime. Um, Just given they're they're down two starters, they have a very short bench. Like, right, I think Arkansas plays similarly where a lot of guys are playing. Yeah, seven guys. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a very similar thing for Carolina. And two of those guys, you know, the ejection, and then Carolina's uh, point guard had fouled out. And so Baylor is just pressing and pressing. And then this guy comes in, one of the subs that had to come in, had hit two threes all year, starts off overtime, making a three. And then uh, Carolina just had it at that point. So. An, an incredible experience, like you said. I got to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to ask several questions at, at the various press conferences. One of which uh, I've gotten a lot of people on uh, a pretty divided response on Twitter too. Uh, yeah, one that's of That's a good but, you thing. Know, Let's be honest. It is. You know, that's how yeah. you know people care, and you're a real yes. But. <laughs> Man, so. RJ Davis. I, I
1: wanted to say him real quick. I want to give him a good shout-out because R.J. Davis, that kid can ball. Yes. And uh, I, he's who carried you guys in overtime. And right. so I, every time he came up the, up the court, I was like, give it to R.J. They're going to bring a double team. <laughs> You'll get a layup or you're going to have him shoot a
2: three. That's right. Like, Dude, that that <laughs> and one he had right near the yes. end of overtime just – that was brilliant. And oh. he's similar – I mean, he's taller than Chris likes, but, he, you know, he's like 5'11", foot himself. Right. Right. Right, uh, New York, a New York kid, and he's just got that mentality. So yeah, man. But uh, a, a phenomenal experience getting to be there and to For cover sure. those games in person, and you, that was awesome. You're gonna
1: go to the UCLA game? Well, probably not. As- N- yeah
2: Tomorrow it's, night, so it's, <laughs> uh, actually yeah and so they're they're up in philadelphia and oh so yeah that'd be a little hard i just it's a, it's a haul, but from where i live in missouri it's it was just six hours drive down to fort worth so, so right not so bad there easy yeah. easy yeah.
1: cool beans well cody we typically about this time we transition into listener mail and yes. we we get some questions in and so uh cody what we got today
0: well, uh, we have a question from Bill from Down Under.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <This>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. He says, uh, why has Arkansas made it so far in the tournament this year? I
1: mean, I, I think it's because of their defense. I'm, I mean, we, we, people, like, we're carrying the torch of the SEC right now. And, like, we've had some people, like, Chew us out and say, "Oh, you guys got an eleven. Oh, you got a twelve. You have you guys haven't really beaten anyone." Well, Kentucky got beat by Saint Peter's.
0: That's right.
1: Tennessee got beat by Michigan, an eleven seed. Uh huh. Auburn got beaten the second round by a nine seed. Preach. And so it, it's like it's about surviving and getting to the next round. N- neither one of our wins have been pretty, but we have survived.
0: They're wins.
1: <laughs> they are wins. And Arkansas plays hard defense. You know, Coach Mus, I think I think he's like 46 and one now, and when he has four days to prepare for it for a game. And so he prepared well for both of the games that he had last week. And so, like, I don't know. They're just a good team defensively and they play well together and
2: they have an awesome
0: coach. What do you think, Isaac?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're winning NCAA tournament games, shooting 20-something percent and 18% from three, like, to me, that's actually a good thing because that – like law of averages, you're going to shoot better Right. <laughs> against yes. Kentucky or whatever it is. And in terms of playing these double digit seeds, first off, Vermont is a phenomenal team. Like yes. to me, they were very underseeded. And I, I think yeah, that's one of those where that's not fair to them and that's not right. fair to Arkansas. Right. And so yeah. uh, that was a thing for me as soon as I saw the brackets. Um, secondly, I'm sorry, I can only play the teams that are in front of me. Right. And so <laughs> right. like, um, but yeah, in that short, sure, New Mexico state, it was not, it was not a pretty game. You know, we're like right. talking barely over a hundred on, uh, combined yes. points there, but you win hashtag survive in advance, like you <laughs> just said. And so, um, what's awesome about that is now that for, you've made it to the second weekend, you hit the reset button, you look at Gonzaga, you find the holes. How can we attack them? And then you go do it again.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, they're a great team. We're, we're excited. I'm hoping for a Final Four. If if we get to the Final Four, North Carolina, is who we play if they beat uh, UCLA and whoever, I I don't have their the bracket in front of that'd me. Be, that'd but, be that
2: Purdue game, yeah. Yes, the other side of that Yes. Yeah.
1: So if you guys get past them and we get past them, we we might see you in the Final Four. Uh, I hope we get to the Final Four. It'd oh, be, be cool awesome. to play you guys. Yeah. And well, you know, there would be a lot of stories of '95 and some old men going,
0: "I remember when,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Aaron, <laughs> and be saying. We'll be saying the same thing if we win and play Duke next week you know well I remembered 94 we're
2: that's gonna right. send them into retirement and so <laughs> don't count out Texas Tech I think they've got a great shot on Thursday night oh yeah they're a good team
0: you know yeah. I I was just thinking uh I think I might release this one tonight
1: yeah because of the games that's a good idea yeah I because think the I, mean, games I, are tomorrow. I think
0: I'm just gonna post it tonight and uh, and just send it off its way yeah and just I will I, let me tell you this. I will make the sacrifice and I will not sleep until this podcast gets uploaded to all (laughs) platforms tonight. You're welcome. welcome. Well,
2: you know what? That That is
1: silly, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, Isaac real quick, man. uh, I appreciate all you do. I know uh, all the ministry you do and the people you reach out to there. Those are Christian. And um, for, for all of our listeners, most of you guys are Razorback fans but Isaac uh, has been at Ozark Christian College where their dream is to send out people into the mission field as planners for the kingdom. And uh, Isaac has done an awesome part of that as being a, a professor, chapel speaker, uh, worship leader, um, just just all the things, man. You, you do an awesome job of expanding the kingdom. And I just want to give you that shout out real quick before we end the podcast.
0: Man, I, I super enjoyed this podcast too. You were Awesome to talk to and uh, from man to man, I, I'm going to start listening to the Tar Heels yeah. podcast from now on and just get involved <laughs> with UNC. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's very kind of you both. Yeah, I, Aaron, it's it's such a privilege to get to serve in ministry in the ways I do, and uh, just so thankful for those opportunities. And what's cool is is this uh, this sports venture turns into ministry, is for sure. talking to these young men and women and their parents and other people. And so it's just a, a different kind of extension. So uh, it really is a, a joy and a privilege. For well, sure.
0: uh, if you're listening to this, you're trying to figure out where you can get to us uh, you can listen to Isaac's podcast, Locked on Tar Hills podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all those types of platforms. Uh, he also has a Twitter. What's your Twitter handle?
2: My, It's just my name, Isaac Shade. So one S, two A's and Isaac, and there's a C in Shade. It's weird. <laughs>
0: and then if you're looking for Pixilly Podcast, it's just Pixilly Podcast, P-I-G-S-I-L-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. So, Aaron, you got anything else? I
1: oh, in. like, share, subscribe. We appreciate all the listeners. Thank you, Isaac, for being on here, man. Appreciate you.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a joy. For sure.